Good morning and welcome to A Taste of Torah. Today we learn Chumash, the Parsha is Vayakal. And just a few weeks ago we discussed the building of the Mishkan and all of its utensils, as well as the articles of clothing that the Kohanim, the priests, wore. Last week we had a little bit of an intermission as we discussed the tragic tale of the golden calf. And this week, as well as next week, we go back to the actual building of the Mishkan. The previous two portions had the architecture, the plans, the design, and now the Jewish people get to actually building this sanctuary for Hashem. And in today's reading, it discusses the tremendous generosity that the Jewish people had when donating for the Mishkan. This was a capital campaign that was over shortly after it was began. It was one of the only times in Jewish history where a fundraising leader had to announce, please stop donating. That word generous appears time and time again in the Parsha. In the reading, today's reading begins, Every single person, Asher Nisa'oi Liboi, whose heart uplifted them, they gave. And then all the women gave their bracelets, their earrings, their rings, their buckles, their golden objects. And everyone who had valuable fabric, blue, purple, crimson wool, linen, goat hair, ramskins, dyed skins, so on and so forth. And then it continues about the generosity of the women who were able to not only donated the objects themselves, but also the service. And they worked very hard in spinning and weaving all of the various cloths necessary in the Mishkan. And finally, the reading concludes with the princes, the leaders of each of the 12 tribes, bringing the gorgeous stones that filled the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol. And Rashi points out that originally these tribal leaders said, we're going to wait to see what everyone else donates, and then we will fill in whatever is remaining afterwards. And of course, there was nothing remaining afterwards because the Jewish people donated so generously, and there was absolutely nothing left to be given other than these stones. And with that, the giving was complete. And here is the spiritual takeaway for today. We know that this Mishkan that the Jewish people built served them for the 40 years in the wilderness, and then it served them for centuries afterwards once they got into the land of Israel. Much later, it of course was upgraded when King Solomon built the much more gorgeous first temple, and then later in history, a second temple was built when the Jewish people established the second commonwealth after the Purim story, and that too stood for 420 years. But here's a fact that is not all that known. That sanctuary that was built originally in the desert was never destroyed. All parts of it were ultimately hidden. When it was upgraded and they built the Mishkan, they lovingly hid and buried all the parts of the original Mishkan. In contrast, we know sadly that both the holy temples were burnt to the ground, completely destroyed. Why the difference? One of the students of the Baal Shem Tov, Rabbi Pinchas Shapira of Koretz, known as Pinchas Koretzer, gave a fascinating answer that has such a timely lesson in our life. The Mishkan, he answers, was built through voluntary contributions of the Jewish people. Again and again throughout the reading, it discusses how they gave because they wanted to give. No one was forcing them to give. It came from the heart. It came from the Kishkas. It came with love, especially after the sin of the golden calf. The Jews were full of so much excitement that they could build a home for Hashem. There was nothing stopping them. Contrast that with Solomon's temple, which as we read in the Haftarah just a few weeks ago, was taxed. We're told how 30,000 men went off to Lebanon. They had shifts of 10,000 a month as they were cutting down the trees and they were involved in the building of this temple through forced labor. 
I'm sure many of them were happy to take part, but nonetheless, it came about in such a way where it was imposed upon them. So different from the Mishkan, where time and time again it uses those words, Nadiv Liboy, everyone whose heart lifted them up to approach this holy work. That which was built voluntarily lasted forever. That which was built involuntarily did not endure. If the Mishkan represents a divine home for Hashem, our service to God, we are taught such a powerful lesson that when you build something via coercion, it will exist for the short term but not the long term. At some point, it will collapse because it lacks that staying power because this freedom is inscribed in our DNA. When you coerce a person into doing something, you didn't really get their kishkis to do something. You made it look like they're doing something. But when someone does something with their heart and their passion, there's a chance it can last forever. And this is true in so many areas of our life where it's possible to win the battle but lose the war. We're true than when it comes to education. Of course, there are times with our children that there is a short-term goal that is absolutely necessary and we have to go about doing it, but we should realize that that does not last. And that sure isn't education. It is only when I'm able to touch the heart of a child or a student that they are able to build this home with their heart that it will endure forever. Ultimately, every mitzvah is about a relationship. And a relationship is that a free God desires a relationship with free human beings. With a forced relationship, you are not present in the relationship. Your external you might be there, but the full and total you isn't. L'chaim instilling in ourselves, our children, our students, a genuine relationship with Hashem. So that holy structure can truly endure forever. <laughs> Thank you.